afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, to all you listening out there. This is the Bama Factor with Alex Taylor. I'm your host, as always, Alex Taylor, and it is here, SEC Championship Week. Finally, Alabama and Georgia, and man, we've got the whole, we have a ton to unpack this episode. The Iron Bowl uh, preview in the Georgia game. This is going to be an absolutely fantastic weekend. Hopefully, conference championship weekend. A lot can change, so we're just going to hop right into it. So, segment one: Iron Bowl for the ages. Alabama beats Auburn in Auburn, twenty-seven to twenty-four. Few stats: Jalen Milrow finishes sixteen of twenty-four. 259 yards, two touchdowns, also had 18 carries for 107 yards, really using his feet to some good ability in this game. Jermaine Burton led the way, four catches, 107 yards, and one touchdown. And the man of the hour, Isaiah Bond, five catches, 75 yards, one touchdown. Jace McClellan, also 15 carries, 66 yards. Alabama outgained Auburn, 451 to 337. Alabama was two of two on fourth down, very key in this game, and we're going to talk about um, one of those uh, conversions here later. And three turnovers for Auburn, that is what really changed the game. Zero turnovers for Alabama. So, again, Iron Bowl for the ages. Um, Fantastic game to watch. Uh, A lot of emotions in this game, a lot of back and forth. Uh, and it always is. Uh, like I said, it doesn't matter if Auburn's six and five and we were ten and one, or we're eleven and zero and they're six and 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 you know they're six and five or whatever. It it doesn't matter who's what. The Iron Bowl, all bets are off. You're gonna play your best game of the year when you play in the Iron Bowl. So, jump right into segment two, um, the Milro Miracle. Uh, is what it's been called. So, obviously, Alabama the entire game. I want to talk about some of the good things I saw, some of the bad things I saw. So, first, we're going to start with the good. Um, Some of the good things I saw, the offensive line, I feel like they blocked very well. Um, They uh, helped Jalen out a lot. They blocked well for the run game for Jace and Roydale both. Uh, Jam had some good carries as well. Um, Gave uh, Jalen a lot of protection. Um, a lot of time to, you know, go through his reads in the pocket, um, blocked well for him, um, also on the run. Uh, so offensive line, shout out to them. Uh, wide receiver play in this game was uh, excellent. Uh, obviously, Jermaine Burton having a good day. Uh, Isaiah Bond having a good one too. Malik Benson really showing up in this game. Um, Amari Black some good catches as well. So very happy to see that as well. And obviously Jalen Milrow, uh, great performance from him, taking care of the ball, um, good choices. Did have uh, two uh, plays where he crossed the line of scrimmage. Uh, so, you know, just kind of have to be aware in that situation. But outside of that, I feel like he played a really good game. Uh, and on the defense, I felt like the secondary played well. Um, you know, but as far as the run defense went, you know, we got – we kind of got burned a few times. Uh, you know, Hunter and Alston kind of had their way uh, in the first half uh, a bit, but I feel like we were able to plug those lanes a lot better in the second half. And, you know, they did a lot of quarterback draws, um, but especially on the edges, uh, felt like we didn't really contain <clears throat> how we were supposed to. But outside of that, just it's it's really uh, important going forward, especially this week, that we clean that up. And I think that we will. 
Uh, but as far as how the secondary played um, in the past game, uh, I thought it was great. Uh, Kool-Aid had a good game. Terry on Arnold with two interceptions had a really good game as well. Caleb Downs, great game. Uh, a guy who left a little bit to be desired, um, uh, Jalen Key. Uh, he kind of got burned on a few plays. He didn't tackle well. Um, but outside of that, um, you know, things that can be improved on as well. So let's go to the last four minutes of this game, or actually like 4.33. So Alabama is in a punting situation, and, you know, they're they're giving the ball back to Auburn. They're down 24 to 20, and James Burnup, who also had a great game, uh, punts it away. Auburn defender then goes to catch the punt, and obviously he muffs it. Uh, Jihad Campbell hops on it, started to advance it, but obviously the play was called dead where it was on that muff punt. So that started the drive. And then, you know, Jalen Milrow comes out. He scrambles for about 12 yards. And then you have a couple of other plays here and there. And then you get into a third and 20 situation. And Jalen scrambles out to his left, delivers a huge hit at the end. And then it's fourth and one. Uh, It seems like they're going to do a tush push. Um, but, you know, the toss to Roydell gets the first down. Uh, first and goal gets a little bit closer. Second and goal is where the is where the miscommunication happened on the snap. Um, turns out that it was an Auburn safety that came up and clapped. So that's what um, Seth heard. Uh, obviously, the ball goes all the way back to the 25. And then on – Third and goal from that, um, Jalen crossed the line of scrimmage again. He did not get back. He did not reestablish himself. Uh, so it was an illegal forward pass. We lost that down and had to go back even further. So brings me to fourth and 31. Fourth and goal from the 31. At this point, Alabama has a 0.01% chance to win. 43 seconds left. And... When we called a timeout, you know, I'm sitting there thinking, you know, this can't be happening. Um, you know, we're we're better than we're playing right now. And I'm like, you know, you just got to hope at this point. And to, to, to kind of take you to that play, when he dropped back and they rushed to, I was like, oh, my goodness, this is insane. Um He's 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 got all the time in the world, and I knew with them dropping so many guys into coverage, it was going to be a very tight window that he had to throw, and it was. But when he looked to his left, and when I saw the ball in the air, I said, "Okay, here it is. This is this is the total moment of truth. Let's see what happens." When Isaiah Bond caught that pass. I was in utter shock. Disbelief. Couldn't believe it. And I haven't felt that way since second and 26. Second and 26 was more a revelation to me because that was for a national championship. This one is against our arch rival, but I just think the... I just think the fact that it the game was on the line on this one. It was fourth and goal. Like, you had to score. You had to score. Second and 26, we could have kicked a fail goal to tie it, and we still had two more downs. 
on second and 26. But fourth and 31, I mean, absolutely insane. The throw was insane. The throw was on a rope. And Isaiah Bond to not only get one foot in, but to get two feet in. And, you know, a lot of people have argued, you know, if it's, did he push off? Well, what a lot of people don't see is he was being held right before he pushed off. So he was getting his arm free at that point. So at that point, I think the officials had the right call, which was a very poorly officiated game for each side. You know, they missed a face pass call on Alabama. You know, they missed a couple pass interferences on Auburn. They missed a few on Alabama. So they missed some holding calls on Auburn. They missed some holding calls on Alabama. I don't like this crew already. Jason Autry, to me, is public enemy number one. I don't like him already. He screwed a lot of teams out of a lot of games these last two years. And LSU and Missouri, Auburn, Arkansas a few years ago, um, you know, Alabama, Tennessee last year. Uh, he has a vendetta. I don't think he's a good official at all. I don't know how he is a white hat. I don't understand that. But either way, insane throw, but an even better catch. And just the stunned faces of Auburn fans who had been talking all that trash after we fumbled the ball and had the bad snap. Um, and just the silence and the look on their faces. Um but that just proves the game isn't over. That's why it's 0.01%. I mean, it is insane what happened. And the fact, comeback for the ages, a game for the ages, Jalen Milrow just calm under pressure, fourth and 31. Uh, couldn't have happened to a better guy, I mean, to have a moment like that and to go into the SEC Championship game riding that. I love the play call. Uh Obviously, for those of y'all who hadn't heard, uh, the call of the play was Grave Digger and how fitting that was because um, they dug the grave of Auburn at that point. And then, you know, when they get it on the ensuing drive, <clears throat> Chris Braswell hits Peyton Thorne. He fumbles the football, goes into the end zone. They, they hardly get out of the end zone. And uh, clock continues to run. Then Terry on Arnold, obviously, what we thought was a pick six, took it back in, but did end the game right there. And, you know, Alabama escapes with that. But just what a game and just what a moment for Jalen Milrow, Isaiah Bond, and just this whole team to know that, you know, when you play bad and you win, it's not always a great thing, just like um, Coach Saban said in his press conference. But you can take it and you can learn from it. You find that we didn't play our best ball, but we won, but we have things to improve on. And I think this team knows that. And we always expect a hard-fought game at Auburn. We do. It's always going to be a hard-fought game whenever you go to the Plains. And, you know, hats off to Auburn. You know, they did have a great – they had a great plan coming in. Um, they obviously gave us a great game. So, hats off to them, more power to them. So, again – um, but what a great game. So just, just I'm still in awe. I've watched that throw over and over and over and over and over again. Uh, and, it'll, and it is one that will be in the history books as one of the best Iron Bowls that I've ever watched. Um, and that's saying a lot. So we're going to jump right into segment three. Um, Alabama's opportunity for revenge. So obviously Alabama has already avenged uh, the losses from Tennessee and LSU last year. Uh, you know, obviously Alabama lost uh, 52-49 at Tennessee last year, 32-31 at LSU. Alabama um, 
a part of the get back tour this year. Um, obviously defeated Tennessee in Tuscaloosa 34 to 20 after falling behind 22. I'm sorry. Um, yes, 20, uh, to seven, uh, at halftime and, um, or I'm sorry, 22, 10 at halftime. And, uh, then, then you have even more, uh, the LSU Hugh game, Alabama, uh, avenging its loss from last year, 42 to 28, Jalen Milrow rushing for four touchdowns. So now Alabama has the opportunity to avenge their 2021 national championship loss to Georgia. And, you know, as we preview this game, Georgia comes in again, <coughs> excuse me, 12-0 and on the season, just like they were two years ago. So let's look at the similarities between two years ago and now. Alabama, a loss to a Texas team in the regular season. We lost to Texas A&M that year. We lost to Texas this year. Okay. Alabama, 8-0 in conference play. 8-0 in conference play this year. Alabama, SEC West champs. SEC West champs. Alabama has, an, has a hard-fought, very emotional win at Auburn. We have it this year as well. We come in 11-1. 11-1. Underdog. Underdog. So... A lot of similarities between this. Now that doesn't win the game for you. That's just I'm just stating that because there is a lot of similarities between 2021 and 23. But the thing that I love about this is that <clears throat> the media is already slamming Alabama. Alabama's not going to do it. Alabama's not going to pull it off. Alabama's not going to do this. They they aren't good. Colin Cowherd called Jalen Milrow a weak quarterback. Um, you know, David Pollock said the he said the he said the superior coach by far is Kirby Smart. Uh, all these people saying that you know Georgia is going to absolutely boat race Alabama, and that you know you need to sell your stock in Jalen Milrow. He's not going to put up points. Georgia's offense is going to romp and stomp. Brock Bowers is going to romp and stomp. And look, don't get me wrong, <clears throat> Brock Bowers is one of the best tight ends in college football, and he will be a high draft pick, and he's going to have a good NFL career, and he is a great athlete. I think he's a great athlete. He's one of the best tight ends I've seen probably in my lifetime. Very good. They have a good senior-laden offensive line. They have good receivers, um, a good tailback in Kendall Milton, a good quarterback in Carson Beck. Uh, Carson Beck's done a great job taking over this year. I think he's done really well. Uh, he's been an efficient passer. Uh, he's taking care of the ball. Uh, he knows how to run an offense. He's a good athlete. And, you know, on the defensive side, you know, they have some good guys in the secondary as well. You know, uh, Lasseter, um, Malik Starks. Uh, they got some good guys up front. As well, so I mean, you know, Georgia's going to be a well-coached team and a well-disciplined team as well. But you know, when you look at it, um, you're saying Alabama's going to get mauled. Um, some someone said Alabama won't cross uh, the 50-yard line. Um, so the other thing that I'm comparing it two years ago is the slander is the same. It was all. Alabama's in its worst position. Nick Saban's in its worst position. They have no shot. We shouldn't even play the game this weekend. It's all that. But the thing that I think separates this team apart from everybody else is just the mentality of our team. I mean, it's fantastic. I mean, it is absolutely great. And adversity doesn't seem to phase this team at all. I mean, they were trailing A&M at halftime, Ole Miss at halftime, Texas at halftime, 
tied with LSU at halftime, trailing Auburn at one point in that game. They know how to battle back. And since the Texas loss in the USF game, this team has grown exponentially. And the leadership of Milrow, the growth of the offensive line, the growth of the receivers, the physicality and the maturation of the defense. Caleb Downs has become an elite player, freshman All-American already. Caden Proctor has grown into one of our biggest liabilities on the line to one of our greatest strengths now. And he's going to have to have a game again like this this Saturday. And in this game, Georgia does come in on a 29-game win streak. Hats off to them. That is impressive. The last game they lost, 2021 SEC Championship, Alabama. But the thing I'm going to say is that, you know, in this game, the keys are this. The ball control is a huge aspect in this game, and the pass rush has got to get home to Carson Beck. Carson Beck hasn't faced a top 40 defense except once this year, and it was number 39 in Missouri. So hasn't really faced any of the defenses that he that we have this year. Uh, but this will be the best one that he has. And – I think on offense, we need to attack the edges if we're going to run the ball as well. And Jace is probably not going to play in this game, which is a huge loss for us. But Cordell, great. Jam, great. And I think we need to see Justice Haynes. What a homecoming that would be for him uh, to have this opportunity uh, in his own, literally in his backyard, um, to play against a team that his own father played for. Uh, And this is your biggest stage. It's, It's absolutely fantastic. I think, and again, attacking the edges, you know, Georgia Tech ran all over Georgia. If you look at that game, Georgia Tech was going up and down the field over and over and over again on them. And, you know, they were attacking the edges. So I think that's what we need to do. And, you know, as far as on the defensive side, we've got to get home. We've got to keep Bowers in front of us. We can't allow him to get hot. So we have to be the more physical team. We have to take it to them on Saturday. Two X factors that I think will be a part of this game. On the, um, I'll start on the offensive side of the ball. It's Kendrick Law. Kendrick Law has kind of been this guy who's been worked more into the game plan as weeks have gone by, and it has been absolutely insane. Uh, this guy's got speed. Uh, he's got great agility. And how Tommy Reese will use him this Saturday I think is going to be unique. You know, you can split him out in the backfield. You can put him in the slot position. You can do a jet sweep to him. You can do a um, a direct handoff to him. You can even run some wildcat if you wanted to. Uh, but I'm just saying, like, he is a he is a key component. He's a key chess piece on, on the board. And it's going to be absolutely insane to watch this guy play. And I hope that he continues to be used, especially this Saturday. And on the defensive side, it's obviously Caleb Downs for me because I think you need kind of like that unicorn defender to be able to do, to be able to take on Brock Bowers. And he's not going to be able to tackle him by himself, but it's going to be a physical game. You've got to hit Bowers early and often. You have to make Carson Beck find somebody else to throw to because – Brock Bowers can get open. He has the ability to. He's a good athlete. He's strong. Um, But I think Caleb Downs kind of comes in as that guy who can be that utility guy in that position who's going to have a lot of matchups with Brock Bowers, and he knows that. You know, he's a freshman, but and Bowers is a junior, so the experience level is there for Bowers. But I think this is going to be a good matchup. So, But he's going to have to really, really key in on him because, again, that experience gap, He's a great player as a freshman, Caleb is, but 
sometimes that can get you in trouble because you're still 18 years old. You're still going to make a freshman mistake. You're still going to have that error. So you have to minimize those for sure. So getting to the questions before we get to the predictions, it says, will Alabama be able to move the ball effectively? And I think if we have the same game plan, the similar game plan to what we had against LSU, 13 to 15 design QB runs for Jalen, that's what I'm predicting again. That's how we're going to move the ball as well. Quick slants. We can take some deep shots if we have to, but methodically moving the ball down the field, quick passes on the edges, attack the edges, attack the edges, attack the edges. That is all I can say there. Number two, it says, how much of an impact will Jermaine Burton have on this game? And um, I think he'll have a pretty good bit. I mean, he's playing against his former team. The last time we played against these guys, we actually played against him and Tresman Marshall, who are both now a member of the Crimson Tide. So these two guys have a little extra chip on their shoulder. You know, these guys get a chance to beat some of the guys who they played with. And, you know, there is no bigger motivation than, you know, to be on the opposite side of this game now, knowing that you were on the other side two years ago. And I think Jermaine's going to have a good day. I mean, I think this is going to be like his ultimate motive, like this ultimate crescendo of a game. So I'm very uh, excited about it. And the last question, can Alabama slow down Brock Bowers? And, I mean, I think you can because, I mean, like, I think there's teams that have, have done it effectively this year and last year, but you have to get at him early and often. Um, often, I mean, you have to hit him and you have to hit him hard. I mean, he's not going to go down with just one or even two guys. I mean, you've got to wrap up and tackle him well, and you've got to limit the big plays. It it has to be if he catches it, it's got to be there. But you've also got to guard well. You've got to jump routes. You've got to make sure your coverage is spot on for this because he can turn the game up in a minute. Uh, so I think – this is going to be very interesting. So now on to the predictions. I have thought long and hard about this. Alabama, Georgia, Atlanta, Georgia, Mercedes-Benz Stadium, 3 o'clock Central, 4 o'clock Eastern, SEC Championship. Georgia rides a 29-game win streak. Alabama 11-1 coming in. Alabama has never lost in Atlanta. Prediction for this game. This is going to be a war. Uh, Alabama's got everything to prove um, they have a committee to impress. They have a country to impress. And I just think the mentality of this team this year is just they know how to fight through adversity, and they got to finish. You must finish. And I think that's been what's being preached this week. I think Jalen Milrow can have an excellent game if he plays calm under pressure just like he has, takes his time, takes what the defense gives him, uses his feet, and if the defense comes out there and just absolutely shuts Georgia down. So my final prediction, this is going to be interesting. I think it's Alabama 27. I'll go 28. Alabama 28. Georgia 17. And I'll, I'll actually change that. Alabama 28. Georgia 20. I think the first team that can get past 25 is, 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 is going to win this game. And it's going to be very interesting. But I'm excited about this Saturday. I'm nervous about this Saturday. But I think this team has it in them. And wherever you are, scream, cheer, holler, be supportive of this team. Everybody's doubting us. Everybody is. Everybody in the media, everybody. And I hope every person on the game day – Slate picks Georgia. 
I hope they do. I hope it's Georgia across the board. I hope Corso puts on the dog head. I hope everybody says it's Georgia. That's all we need. Fuel the fire. Fuel it over and over and over again. We're the six and a half point underdog. Nothing scarier than when Alabama is being doubted. So I will leave you with that. To all of you, enjoy your conference championship Saturday. And a good day. And a God bless. And roll tide to all of you out there.